next topic we talked about in torts was concurrent causes. And what that means is when two things, or multiple things rather, appears to have caused the injury that is in dispute. So we have two cases here. We have Hill versus Edmonds. What happened here is that a person was driving down the road in the car, late, stormy, uh, tractor was broken down in the middle of the highway, and it wasn't lit, and the person driving the car noticed it at the last second and swerved to try and get out of the way, and, and let's just say it didn't quite work out her way. She was injured from an accident that had occurred, so she sued the person for negligence. And the court actually said that she was negligent, and so and she was the sole person of negligence. The trial court, I should say, said that she was the sole person of negligence. And so, because she should have had enough time to reasonably swerve out of the way without worrying about hitting the tractor. However... The appellate court reversed that decision and said, no, the tractor is also contributing into that negligence, meaning they're both liable. They both have faults here. And so both parties in this case may be liable for the injuries that occurred through their negligence. Our second case is Anderson. And what happened here is that a railroad company had caught fire. It started a forest fire which, interestingly enough, went and joined another forest fire, which those two combined went and burned down uh, the plaintiff's property. Uh, The second forest fire, the origin, was not well known. However, the argument that the railroad company made was that they couldn't be liable because... There's no way of knowing whether or not their fire actually burned down the plaintiff's property. It could have been the other fire that just completely overpowered the uh, the railroad's fire, causing him to have not been the cause of the damage that had occurred. So in this case, we can't actually use the but-for test, and this is because there's no way of knowing which fire had actually burned the property. However, when there are multiple potential concurring causes that independently would have caused the injury, meaning the fire by the railroad on its own would have burned down the property and the other fire on its own would have burned down the property, both those parties can be held liable for the property that is being destroyed because they have a substantial factor in that injury actually occurring. So those are our two biggest cases about concurrent causes. And the biggest takeaway from that is going to be a substantial factor test. And you use the substantial factor test when you don't when you can't use the but-for test. And you can't use the but-for test when concurrent causes are there because there's no way of knowing which actual event caused the injury. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing 
is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.